on a mission to transform healthcare for the good of patients, providers, and payers. Our next guest is paving the way to finally connect both sides of healthcare's fax machine. Dr. Jeremy Fries, president of Payer Market at Olive, joins us to discuss how he and his team are building the only artificial intelligence and process automation company designed specifically for healthcare. Join us for this inspiring conversation to discover how Dr. Fries and the Olive team are rapidly growing their payer business in coordination with their established provider business to deliver value across the healthcare ecosystem as they continue their march in creating the internet of healthcare. Let's go. Welcome to Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli, where we highlight and speak with the innovators, the game changers, and the pioneers who are deeply passionate and relentless in solving the problems our world is facing today. This is your opportunity to connect with and learn from these leaders and to support them on their mission. Perhaps they will soon be hearing your story as well. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you on this journey with us. Dr. Freeze, I am so fired up to finally say this. Welcome to our podcast. Mike, I am so humbled and thankful to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, given your deep understanding of the healthcare industry as a physician and executive and your passion to transform healthcare for the good of patients, providers, and payers, I'm looking forward to this conversation today. But before we dive in, a bit of housekeeping. While listening to any of our episodes, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast so you will automatically receive episode updates in your podcast player. Simply search Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And lastly, please visit the bottom of the episode notes to connect with me on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Clubhouse in order to further the conversations occurring on this podcast. All right, Jeremy, it's almost time for our community to learn how you and your team are creating the Internet of Healthcare as you lead the payer business in coordination with all of established provider business to deliver value across the healthcare ecosystem. But first, what's that one piece of advice you would give to others who are passionate about reimagining the health of our world? Well, thanks, Mike. It's so wonderful to be here. Over 20 years of doing this, there are lots of nuggets I'd love to share. The one that I used to tell my residents every day when they would think about what practice they were going to join is the same thing I would tell innovators and entrepreneurs. The single most important thing that you can figure out as you're embarking on this journey is choosing who you go into battle with. The battle's going to change. The tactics are going to change. And so you need to do this with people that you know, love, and trust because the game is going to change probably a hundred times. And so choosing your people and who you frankly, who you want to go into battle with is the most important thing that I feel that I've been fortunate and been able to do well over my career. And that's what I think I would give as my single most important piece of advice. Jeremy, I absolutely love it. And I know that you've also been on both sides of raising capital and investing in startups as well. And, you know, I've been in those shoes myself through my journey. And I hear that from our investor friends all the time. I'm not necessarily betting on the company today because like you mentioned, there could be a hundred pivots along the way. I'm making a bet on the people that are founding and leading that company. Is that true also when you, know, when you saw that through the lens of people investing in your startups as well as investing, is that something I've got to imagine that helps lead where you're placing your bets as well? Yeah, so I would say two things when it comes to people. As an investor and frankly, as an entrepreneur and leader, I'm, I'm looking for two things. Number one, I'm looking for 
the leader that I would call is a force of nature. They're going to scrap and fight to do whatever it takes to see their vision become a reality. And most importantly, they recognize what they're good at and what they're not good at. It's not about a single leader. It's never about a single leader. It's always about a team. And so the best leaders put fantastic teams around them that are complementary to what they can do. And I know what I can do well, and there's a whole lot of things I can't do well. And so building that team around you that complements those things, I think that's what leads to success personally, professionally, and in the entrepreneurial world. I love it. Absolutely. It is all about the team you put together because at the end of the day, it's almost like a marriage. You're spending that much time with your team, your founders, especially early on in that, you know, those early days of founding startups. It's hard. You know, there's a lot of ups, a lot of downs. It is amazing when you put the right team together, the things that you can accomplish because it's a not a straight line. That's for sure. Well, Jeremy, thank you for sharing that. You're teeing us up for a wonderful conversation. Can't wait to talk about the team at Olive and all the things that you're leading there after we get back from thanking our community champion sponsor. Located in Denver, Colorado's nationally ranked River North District, Catalyst is a healthcare innovation campus that brings together stakeholders from across the industry to accelerate innovation and drive real, lasting change our nation desperately needs. From established organizations to startups, from accelerators to advocacy organizations, and from medical schools to global companies, everyone at Catalyst works side by side to create, develop, refine, and bring to market cutting-edge innovations that will fundamentally transform healthcare as we know it. With industry leaders like Medical Group Management Association, Olive, Medical Solutions, UC Health, Cirrus MD, and many others calling Catalyst home, along with innovative pioneers visiting from across the nation, Catalyst continually fosters their foundational belief that collaboration and partnerships will move the healthcare industry forward. To virtually tour Catalyst and claim your space on campus or host an upcoming event, visit CatalystHealthTech.com or visit the top of the episode notes and click on their link. All right, we are back with Dr. Jeremy Fries, President Payer Market at Olive. Jeremy, thank you so much for setting the stage with this conversation today. It is all about the team. And speaking of team, I'm pretty darn fortunate to be able to work alongside you here at Olive. It has been a heck of a ride thus far. It has been amazing the things that we have accomplished as a team together as we continue our march and creating the internet of healthcare for our nation. But of course, that doesn't happen overnight. I know also your journey didn't start at Olive, right? We're going to talk about that in just a moment, how you and the team became part of the Olive movement, what you're leading here at Olive. And then of course, Jeremy, where you see things heading, right? We have an amazing community rallied around this podcast. We need to know where things are heading for our industry and what we need to be mindful of and what you're seeing in that captain's chair. But of course, Jeremy, let's rewind the clock first. Obviously, you didn't start as a tech entrepreneur. You were rolling up your sleeves, literally working in hospitals, working as a physician, and then, of course, made that transition as being a tech executive. So, Jeremy, rewind that clock for us. How did this all begin and how did you end up here at all of us? Take it back. I'm going to take you all the way back. I grew up in a small town in South Dakota, working on a pig farm, playing with anything that bounced or went through a hoop or went through an upright. And that foundation of hard work and determination is really who I am today and why I do what I do today. And so I thought I was gonna take over the family entrepreneurial business. And then my mother got breast cancer when I was in college. And that was my first exposure to healthcare. And frankly, that's why I do what I do today. 
and decided that medical school was in my path and was fortunate to get into a bunch of places and then had an absolutely amazing 20-year career at Mayo Clinic. And it's an ivory tower of healthcare and a place that I just feel so proud to have trained and taken care of countless patients from across the world. And it was really, you know, those two foundations that have set the stage for who I am today as a person and what I'm trying to do to make the world a better place through innovation in healthcare. And so Jeremy, as you mentioned, and thank you for sharing that, it is an amazing journey that you've been on. I've been fortunate to, again, work alongside you here at Olive and of course, be a friend to you and you to me. It's been an amazing journey thus far. Let's also discuss along that way, you mentioned you were with a world-class provider, Mayo Clinic, unbelievable organization. Where did those aha moments also come for founding Verata Health, which of course you then ended up selling to Olive? Let's unpack that a bit. How did those things come to be? Where did you see those aha moments? Where did you see those opportunities to innovate and to build some technology to move our industry forward? When did those light bulbs start going off? I always knew when I went into healthcare that healthcare leadership is where I wanted to go from a career standpoint and multiple little nuggets along the way. A couple of key ones that I would say really stood out to me. Nobody goes into medical school to write documents and do billing and all of the other sort of back office stuff that you have to do. And even at a place like Mayo, that's arguably the best resource healthcare organization on the planet. I spent an enormous amount of time doing all this back office stuff. In my time there, I saw us as an organization go from, you know, over the course of let's call it 30 years in US healthcare there was on average four or five non-clinical people per physician. And that ballooned to nearly 30 people per physician. And so you know, that's what was happening, has happened in the United States healthcare. A lot of reasons for that. But what that means is clinicians of all sorts spend all kinds of time doing stuff that frankly don't truly benefit patient care. And so that was one major aha for me. And I realized through my innovation work at Mayo that I would invent medical devices and do things that were directly impactful to patient care. And those had real meaning. But what I became really passionate about is this realization that it's all this other stuff that keeps doctors from being doctors and keeps nurses from being nurses and frankly frustrates the living heck out of us as patients, that that was really the impact that I thought was the biggest transformation that has happened in healthcare over the last, you know, let's call it 20 to 40 years that we really need to have an impact on and to allow us to actually get back to taking care of patients. And then number two, I'm a physician. I care about patients getting the care they deserve. And going into medical school, I knew nothing about the payer business and frankly, what payers do other than they just write a check for care, right? Well, no, they play an enormous impact on the care that's delivered, how it's delivered, where it's delivered, and this administrative stuff that happens throughout healthcare. And so learning the impact that payers play and the, consequently the scale that payers have, frankly, those were two key points for me, recognizing if you're truly going to have a massive impact on healthcare, those are the two areas that I became really passionate about and realized that you can have, you know, I loved, loved, loved taking care of 
10 patients and their families that I did when I would do surgery every day. But now having the opportunity to have an impact on millions of patients across the country is what gets me up and fired and frankly, really fired up every day. I love it. And in a moment, we're going to talk about, you know, what did it look like to become part of the Olive family, what you're leading here at Olive, what we're up to as an organization. But of course, Jeremy, I got to ask it. Did you have tech founder entrepreneur on the roadmap as a interventional radiologist at Mayo, right? I mean, you were highly trained. I mean, these are incredible skills that you amassed over the years. Did you have that on the roadmap to be a tech founder entrepreneur? You know, as a young person, you just don't know what you don't know. And so the short answer is absolutely not. You know, the path that I saw my career taking was medical school, train for seven years, get your first job when you're 32, practice medicine, slowly become a leader throughout the organization. And I was so fortunate that Mayo fostered a culture of innovation where I got to work with entrepreneurs of large and small, ranging from you know massive companies like Google and Apple to two guys and a dog in a garage building a new heart pump. And coming from a family of entrepreneurs, that's really where my heart led me and frankly led to leaving my beloved Mayo to do what we're doing today. I love it. I love it. So let's also then flip the script on that question as well. You know, you and I were very fortunate. We get to mentor and advise a lot of, you know, early stage founders and entrepreneurs and, and tech startups. And one thing that I think both of us could agree on is that you need to start with a problem first. Don't go build something and then find a home for it. And the reason why I set the stage there to ask this question, Jeremy, how important has it been through your journey to be that physician? You were there. You were literally on the front lines. You were the one experiencing the problems as a physician. How important has that journey at Mayo Clinic, being a trained physician, how important has that been to your journey as a tech founder and entrepreneur? I just feel extraordinarily fortunate to have that background, to be able to experience and live and see the things that I do. Now, it doesn't mean you need to be a a physician to have those insights to be able to do this. In fact, one of my many learnings in business school was to see the absolute same passion in my business colleagues for improving the world and working in and living in these problems every day. Now, there may be not, if you're not a physician or a clinician, you're not seeing patients every day, but you still see these problems by being in the industry that frankly, all of us can do. And while I feel like I had a really interesting and probably unique catbird seat to see these things, we all have that capability. And also it comes back to one of the first comments that I made about team. You don't need to be the one that sees and understands the problem right out of the gate. It's all about building your team. Somebody, and ultimately over time, everybody needs to understand that problem intimately. But there are lots of different ways to understand a problem to be able to drive towards a solution that you know, has a massive impact. Well, let's talk about problems and solutions. Let's pivot a little bit, Jeremy. Let's talk about what you're leading here at Olive on the payer market. But before we go there into some specifics on that part of Olive, who is Olive in the first place? We're going to ask you, what's that elevator pitch? Who is Olive? And then we're going to talk a little bit more specifically on what you're helping lead inside the payer market. Yeah, thanks, Mike. 
we're the automation company of healthcare. And we are on a mission to connect providers, payers, and patients, create this internet of healthcare to get rid of and streamline, remove friction from all of this back office stuff that frankly happens throughout healthcare for all parties involved, providers, patients, and payers. And I have the great fortune of running our payer business. We're, I like to say, a a 10-year-old company that's a startup overnight. And you know, have for all of the challenges and problems that we've seen in our country in healthcare over the last couple of years, have the great fortune that we have seen some really positive momentum of change within healthcare overall. For example, telemedicine taking hold. Unfortunately, we're also seeing almost 20% of the US healthcare workforce has either temporarily or permanently left the workforce. That is not sustainable. And consequently, we've realized we as a healthcare ecosystem realize that we have to do things a little differently. And that means starting to adopt some of these technologies that are proliferating in other industries. And we now have the opportunity at Olive to bring these technologies both from other industries, but also that we're developing ourselves and our partnerships across the healthcare ecosystem that we get to bring to our provider and payer customers across the country. So I just feel really, really fortunate to have this opportunity. And in a moment, we're going to talk again more specifically around the payer side of things at Olive. But Jeremy, let's also talk about what you just mentioned, right? 20%. That's a huge number. And from my perspective, it is potentially going to continue to grow, right? We're watching this phenomenon of the great resignation, the great burnout. It's here. It's real. And it is pervasive in our industry. But also, Jeremy, you know, This notion of automation at times, especially, how do I say this a little diplomatically, especially in an industry that really subscribes to a lot of orthodoxy, i.e., this is how it's always been done in healthcare. When you hear automation in this industry, some people see that as a threat. Some people see that as, oh, that's not how we've been doing it in healthcare. And our CEO here at all of Sean Lane always mentions, no, no, automation is poise to unleash the superhuman powers of our healthcare workers. Let's help them level up and allow all of to do some of the stuff so those healthcare workers can truly level up and be the best version of themselves. Thoughts on that, Jeremy? Thoughts on this notion of automation? What does it mean for healthcare? And is this something that you're starting to see more and more people adopt, subscribe to, and understand the true benefits of it? So I'm going to take you back to my days in South Dakota. My dad owned and ran a family trucking business. And this was before FedEx, this was before UPS, this was long before Amazon. And I would go into the warehouse with him and see people, you know, moving boxes and writing handwritten tracking numbers on boxes. It would be impossible, you know, imagine what we have now with our transportation logistics. And that is a great example of automation improving our lives and improving the work that humans get to do. So now when you go work at Amazon, a whole lot of the work is frankly is automation. Amazon is an automation company. And in healthcare, we have a whole lot of people that are moving boxes from one place to another. We have a whole lot of people that are writing handwritten tickets on boxes. That's not what I as a physician went to medical school for. That's not what anyone 
goes to work at a hospital or a payer to do, we have an obligation to unleash this technology in healthcare so that people can do what they're truly meant to do, which is use your intellect and your creativity to solve these problems so we can take care of patients. And so this is something I'm just really passionate about because automation, there will be some jobs that frankly are better done by a computer or a robot of some kind. And those humans can do something a whole lot more interesting and meaningful for that human than what they're doing. And so yes, change is hard and it doesn't happen overnight, but we as a country, we as patients, frankly, we need this to happen. And it's not happening overnight, that's for sure. And we are a little resistant to change in healthcare because we've done it this way for a hundred years. So that's okay. And that's why you have to, you know, I one of my mentors is now the Mayo CEO. And what he would always tell me is, think big, start small. Think big, start small. And that's what we've done at Olive. That's what I've did at Verada. And you got to start with the killer use case that gets you in the door so that you can start to have an impact and then you march out from there. And so that's the story. I love it. And you teed me up perfectly, Jeremy, in regards to use case and thinking big, starting small. As, as you mentioned earlier, Olive is this 10-year-old company that is, you know, high growth startup phase and doing an amazing job around the country. We have been deeply entrenched on the provider side for a number of years. And now here we are with you leading the charge on the payer side of the aisle as we continue to create, as you mentioned, the internet of healthcare for our nation. Jeremy, what does this mean? What does this mean for the industry? What are you leading there's been some great recent news coming out of your camp, the Olive Camp, on the payer side. What does this mean for the industry? What are you leading? And then, of course, we're going to talk a bit of where you're seeing things heading next. But what does this mean for Olive? And what does this mean for our country at this current time with you leading the payer business here at Olive? So I've always believed that you can have a massive impact on healthcare and improving healthcare if you only work on the provider problem. I also think you can have a massive impact and build a really massive business if you're only on the payer side. And we see that. There are lots of examples of that throughout healthcare. I think the real sweet spot is when you get to have an impact, as we like to say, on both sides of the fax machine. And frankly, you're seeing the industry move in that direction where providers and payers are coming together in ways that 20 years ago would just blow you away to think that these let's call enemies, are becoming so much more closely tied. And so what we're doing at Olive on the payer side is automating what I think is one of the largest challenges for us in healthcare for payers. And the reason I love the payer business is because when you improve something for payers, you improve something for hundreds of thousands of providers and millions of patients. And so our key focus straight out of the gate, our killer use case is automating utilization management. And this problem of you have to call your health plan to get approval to get something done. You have to send a fax, you have to send in a bunch of medical records. And you know that leads to delays in cares, delays in care by days, week, back and forth, physicians on the phone. Doesn't need to be this way. In fact, it's not this way. And we've proven that it doesn't need to be this way. And so that's what, that's what we're excited to do in partnership with our, with our payer customers. And that has a massive impact on our provider customers and patients across the country too. 
I love it, Jeremy. Thank you for setting the stage. Of course, we can always be talking about, hey, we love our technology. We love the business that we built. But you know as well as I do at the end of the day, it's the customer's voice that matters the most. So, Jeremy, what's been some of the feedback that you and your team have been receiving out there in the wild with our customers, patients or otherwise? What's been some of that feedback that you guys have been gathering? That's a great question, Mike. I think it's so fascinating to hear every day from customers and non-customers alike is the head-scratching comment of, we've been doing it this way for 30 years with manila folders, post-it notes, and a fax machine. How is it possible that this still exists in today's world? And you know, there certainly has been incremental innovation but there, we haven't had a game changer innovation in particularly in this space. And so when people see that this is possible, you know, the light bulbs go off. It's a pretty special thing. And I remember Barb, my nurse for a long time, every Monday would show up and put a pile of manila folders on my desk that I had to fill up. You know, I had to do the stuff and send letters to United and Blue Cross and whatever. And so to now hear, you know, I work in the payer business, but to hear the feedback from nurses and front desk staff at providers, and they say, I, I don't know how we did this before. It's crazy. That's a pretty special thing for me. It really is. It's amazing. And, and to hear that, like, Jeremy, we've been doing the same thing for 30 years. This is amazing. But these are the times that we are in. It's an incredibly exciting one. And as again, as Sean, the CEO, always says, to be able to unleash those superhuman powers through automation is just so special and such a game changer and such a need right now for our industry. The biggest one in this country that touches every single one of us. That's today, Jeremy. This feedback has been phenomenal today, but I know you're just getting going. You're still rolling up those sleeves, still digging in and can continue this march of creating the Internet of Healthcare for our nation. So with that, where do you see things heading in the next, say, even two to three years? The world's changed quite a bit over the past two years, as we all know. Where do you see things heading for the industry? And then, of course, where is all of going to meet that in regards to where we are heading? What's that crystal ball look like to you? I don't know that my crystal ball is any clearer than other folks, but I'll tell you at least how I see it the industry will continue to become more interconnected and more tightly woven between, I'm going to say, providers and payers. I'm going to say from a business model standpoint, but also from a technology standpoint. And technology, you know, technology doesn't do the work. Technology enables these kinds of relationships to happen, whether they're at arm's length or whether they're, you know, owned entities. And so, that's the role that we play at Olive and will continue to play an increasing role for these organizations across. It's so hard to innovate in healthcare because it's so difficult to get technologies connected, in part because of the technology connection is challenging, but also because the business relationship is challenging. It just takes a whole bunch of time to make that happen. And so we're excited, Olive, to be in a position that we're able to help facilitate that for not only providers and payers to connect, but also for other healthcare businesses to connect into providers and payers and use our platform to be able to do so. And so that as a company, what I'm excited to see for our direction, but also you know, just excited to see that happen as an industry. And on the payer side, specifically, we need to drive down 
these administrative hassles and administrative costs for our payer partners. It's mind numbing the amount of people and work that it takes for them to do what they need to do today. And payers play a really, really, really important role in our ecosystem. We need to help them do their jobs better, faster, cheaper than they are today. And so we're going to help drive as an industry, we're going to help drive down this administrative expense and help them connect more seamlessly into their provider colleagues and the healthcare ecosystem as a whole. Well, I know you're fired up and more dedicated than ever to help those leaders and help our partners across the industry and across the country. But we want to flip the script on you a bit. We have some of the most passionate, dedicated leaders in this industry tuning in on the weekly here with our podcast. So let's flip the script on you, Jeremy. What's one problem, need, or question that you have that our community can be helping you with? This is one of the things I love about your podcast, Mike, and to hear what people ask for and then to hear the results after that, I think is really special. So for me personally, and for us as a business, I think we're really seeing connectivity with providers and payers. And that's really you know important and special to see. What I'm really excited about is our largest payer in this country also playing an important role in leading this interconnectivity. And so you know, my ask of your audience would be further connectivity and introductions into our colleagues in government, both at CMS, but also at state level. The government needs to play a bigger role in helping make this industry change happen. And that comes both from, I think, payments, but also you know helping drive technology connectivity. And so I would truly be grateful for recommendations as well as introductions into the government community. Well, I know that some of our national and state leaders tune in. I hear from them regularly, and I know that they also recommend our podcast to many of their friends. So I have no doubts that you'll be hearing from some of those leaders as they are doing some wonderful work, pushing innovation and making sure that we get there and answer the call that you just mentioned, Jeremy. So love the opportunity to be a helping hand there. But of course, they need to be able to get a hold of you. How do they find you online, social media handles, contact points, or otherwise, where do we find you? Yeah. OliveAI.com is our website and would love to get reach outs through LinkedIn, Jeremy Freeze on LinkedIn and look forward to connecting. And for our community, those contact points are down in the episode notes. So in your favorite podcast player, simply scroll down and click on through to get a hold of Jeremy and the team over at Olive. Of course, there's always going to be a post for Jeremy's episode on our free global online community at passionatepioneers.com where you can find those contact points and leave comments, questions, feedback, or otherwise for Jeremy and his team. Again, over at passionatepioneers.com. Jeremy, you know as well as I do, I could be here for hours talking with you. I love our time together, the conversations we have. I'm very fortunate to be able to engage with you and continue to learn from you and work alongside you. So I also know You need to get back, continue to lead the march here at all. So we're going to wind this down in just a moment, but we have one big piece left for the podcast. It's a fill in the blank. I'm a passionate pioneer because? Patience and people deserve better. And I'm passionate about making that happen. I love it. And to humbly call you a friend and know how much you're driven by that, I can attest. You are an incredible leader pushing on the daily to ensure that we make that a reality for our country. So Jeremy, thank you so much for getting together today. Thank you for taking a pit stop on our podcast. 
sharing your journey, sharing where things are heading, and to continue to motivate our community that we can continue to create the internet of healthcare for our nation by doing it together. So again, Jeremy, thank you for being with us today. Thank you so much, Mike. Make it a great day. Thank you for joining us today on Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. We'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast so we can continue to improve this community and to further support the pioneers being featured. Lastly, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends and colleagues to join us. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you back with us during our next episode. 